Hi, my name is John DeBenedict, and I play Foken on Zodiac Task Force, and you're listening to Raving Lunatic Media. I'll crush you! Let's make sure history never forgets the name. Sci-fi melody. Got out. Meanwhile, at the headquarters of Universal Pictures Creative Department. Okay, everyone. So, uh, Jurassic World did kind of okay in the say in the sales, but uh, so we need to fix that. So f- I brought you all here to help brainstorm ideas for the next movie. How about a problem on the island creates a dilemma whereby humanity has to decide what to do about the dinosaurs there. Although not the pterodactyls. We're just going to assume they're dead or lost their ability to fly or whatever. Okay, uh, what about we do some dinosaurs being captured and sold illegally on a black market? That one's a good ethics discussion, Leo. Ooh, yeah, that would be. Uh, wow, both are really good ideas. We should yeah. do both. Yeah, 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 but but they're both a bit heavy to cram into one movie, don't you think? Ah, I was afraid this would happen. You guys would start asking questions and making sense and getting too heady. So, just in case, I brought this. What on earth is that? <laughs> Varnish mixed with paint thinner. From now on, before pitching an idea, take a big whiff and drink a shot's worth. Um, isn't that dangerous and doesn't that, like, kill brain cells or something? Eh, you'll still have more than the viewers that we think watch this stuff. Won't critics and internet reviewers kill us? Nope. We'll just bribe them off like we do you. You know, a dump truck full of money for you guys and early access VIP passes, blah, 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 blah for them. Sold. I'd step over my own mother for money. I know you would. Anyway, let's uh, have some and make a movie that blends those two ideas in a way that the average person will watch. Okay. So, oh, oh. so, uh, a volcano goes off and, and forces them to have to, to save the dinosaurs. Ugh. Good, good. Oh, bad, that taste. Um, uh,. Okay, uh, what if we get some of the people from the last movie to help find those dinosaurs? Why? Just use drones. Uh-oh, somebody didn't drink enough paint thinner! Uh-huh. Uh, okay, I'll take a double. Uh, uh, I got that. We, uh, have the main characters betray and, uh, they will die on that island. Better. But you're right, farting unicorn dragon. They have to escape using the the gyro ha- hamster ball thingy. Oh, brilliant! The gyro ball unicorn thingy again. Ah, uh, uh, how much of this did you bring? Um, uh, we can introduce a uh, new useless uh, John, like John. Uh, what was his name? Hamilton, uh, Ham- well, type character. You don't remember, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy uh, with the, the stick. Yeah, him. I, I don't know. I, oh, I don't know. I don't well, know. Well, what if we... Oh, okay, okay, okay. We'll make it part of nostalgia bait. So, 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 so. Hey, uh, you know what? Yeah, since... Since we're doing this this nostalgia thing, uh, let's let's add Jeff Goldblum. You know, think about a little oh. more Goldblum in your uh, Jurassic World. Oh, you can't get enough Goldblum. Great idea. And oh, 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 we gotta make a clone of someone. Yeah, clones. Uh, I mean, I see three of you already, so why don't we just clone some girl? Why? Why? Because! Just drink more! Uh, mm, boy, this is stuff strong. Um, 
What about, you know, Super Raptors again? Uh, yeah, Super Raptor. It could be used as a weapon! Uh, oh boy. Can't keep this down as hard. Um, why did we decide dinosaurs were army weapons again? Movie last, last, movie, movie, movie last. Shut up! I mean, we never thought of that, or if we did, we didn't do it enough. Just drink more varnish. Okay. <clears throat> okay. How about we have a guy who collects teeth or something? You know, showing that he's the bad guy. Uh, Scott, you, you okay? Uh, Scott, you're falling behind. Huh. I guess the varnish killed him. Ah, well, his idea sucked anyway. Sci-Fi Melody, Symptom 298, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. There's not enough paint thinner in the world to help this plot. Welcome back, sickies, to Jurassic July, and we are reviewing the Jurassic World films. We just did Jurassic World Part 1, and now we're on Part 2, Fallen Kingdom, and I'm going to make a... I'm going to make a prediction here that Scott is going to declare this movie a five or six or even better. And he's going to shut down his brain enough to enjoy this now. And, and in an effort to shock, unshock us and be a contrarian, he's going to like it or at least give it an average. That's my, that's my prediction. Now, Scott, don't answer yet. Just, just we'll see what happens because I'm also wondering if I'm right if he'll reverse his decision because he has to be contrarian so we're gonna we're gonna see what happens here. listen carefully here rage everything I say is a lie I am lying right exactly. now exactly so he's gonna give this about an average to great rating <laughs> Um, so, Fallen Kingdom. <sighs> I mean, before we go into this movie, I have to ask one question. Just one? Are mo- well, well, I don't want to overdo it, but why are movies so long nowadays? I mean, I don't mean like just Endgame. Endgame, I get a pass because it was the end of a 20-arc saga and everybody was interested in it. And honestly, you never felt like you were watching the movie. But on average... Oh, you did feel like it? No, I was going to say I can answer the question. Oh, okay. Because I'm just wondering why so many movies are at least two hours now. Okay. Um, I'll give you two possible answers. Okay. One that the story is a complicated story and it would be hard to fill it into just a very short film because you have quite a bit of backstory you have to create you have to have character development and some of these stories are so you know some of them like based on real life events are so Mm -hmm. amazing that if you didn't create the backstory and the character development you wouldn't even believe it or it's a massive okay. story arc that you have to get through, and it's really hard. Like, Endgame. you got a lot of information, there's a lot of build-up, mm-hmm. so you need a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Right. And the other one is, because all the other ones that were really good did it, so you got to make a long film, too. Okay, so one person did it, and they all have to follow suit, huh? Because that, Cause that think- long movie made money, and everyone thought it was good because it was long. Because I can kind of get your first example. Like, the movie that's coming out this week that I really want to watch, Oppenheimer. That's three hours. But that's Chris Nolan, and it's what he does. Okay? But he makes a necessarily heady, worthwhile movie. Also, it, I mean, this, his story is not exactly what I'd call a simple story. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, 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 no. No. Not by any means, so... Um, 
I'll be very interested to see that, by the way, and we might have to review that one day, even though it's not science fiction. Um, I think it's definitely a, a movie that I'm looking forward to seeing. So, uh, anyway, getting back on Fallen Kingdom. Uh, um, this movie, yeah. I was going to answer a little answer to your question, too. Uh, first oh, off, yeah, yeah, go for it. Go for it. You are right that movies are getting longer. They're 14 minutes longer than they were in 91 and 21 minutes longer than they were in 81. I looked that up because my initial thought was, are they getting longer? And I was wrong. You are right, Rich. They are getting longer. Um, I'm wondering if it isn't a little change in the, in the format writing uh, or the format that they're writing for. Back in the 60s and 70s, you had either a half an hour slot or you had an hour slot to tell your story if you were writing for TV. So you had either a 22-minute format or, back then, you had less commercial time, you had a 51-minute format. And then if you were to go to a movie, you know, you were taking out ideas for an hour-long TV show, flushing them out just a little bit to make them cinematic length. Now, you're not writing in... With, with Netflix and, and the streaming services, you're not crammed into a traditional TV scheduling block. You don't get a choice of a half an hour block or an hour. You can write the show for as long as you need to write it for. If this week's episode needs to go 53, it goes 53. If it needs to go an hour and 27, it goes an hour and 27. That's true. So now you've got people who are used to having more time to tell a basic story. And when they get to the big screen, you need to do something to differentiate your movie from an episode of Game of Thrones. So you're going to add more and you're going to feel that when you take it out of the big screen in a movie, you're expanding the already existing format from the small screen. So you're going to expand it out to a longer runtime. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's just one thing. I could be dead wrong on that, but I mean, that's just one thing that was in my head. You're adapting to your base writing is, you know, you're adapting something for a movie that has to differentiate itself from TV. Um, so you're going to, you, you got to give them a deeper story than they can get off of HBO. Well, I, I'm, right. I'm not going to disagree with you because I'm going to bring up another example. I mean, this, this is going to age me quite a bit. <laughs> I remember YouTube videos. You couldn't upload anything longer than 10 minutes. Yeah, I do remember those early days. Nothing could be longer than 10 minutes. But now you have... You have... One hour. Regularly, I'm watching one hour videos by some historian on YouTube or something. Right, that's true. That would have had it been broken up to into you know six different parts, minimum. Get, getting a Shadowversity video under 15 minutes these days is a rarity. Right. So again, you, you have... This is the weird de- dichotomy here, because you have short-form video, like TikTok and stuff, that's also blowing up. And then you also have the long-form blowing up. So the in-between is losing it. And I think Scott's right. You would what's out there, and, and it grow that length. I do think, Thomas, that it's interesting you said that, though, but I think short form is winning, and I think it's going to win. Oh, um, I do, because attention spans drop. Or drop. TikTok, TikTok was a game changer. I mean, originally, one of the appeals of Twitter was 140 characters. Then they made it, or 120 characters, or 140, then they made it 240. And it killed, well, uh, Twitter's toxicity killed Twitter, but the, the beginning of the end of Twitter was the expansion of the characters that you had per tweet. Because you changed it from the short-term version of a conversation media to a longer-term version to let people have more space for their toxic views. Um, but you look, uh, Snapchat was a game-changer. Instagram changed it, and it's getting... It went to short-form. TikTok is the ultimate version of that, although that even is getting longer. Um, for some reason... The audience keeps saying we love short-form content, whether it's Reels, YouTube Shorts, TikTok, um, Vine when it was back in the day where nothing could be longer than seven seconds. Well, I mean, Vine Vine was where the motivation, where TikTok came from, basically. Yeah, but the, the market tells you this is what we want, and then we still go back to long-form, whether that is, you know, 
personally, I would rather see TV go back to 26 episodes in a season that were an hour in, in that commercial break for commercial break format where you had like 47 minutes or 48 minutes of runtime, you got 26 episodes, then 10 episodes and an hour and 20 in season. Mm-hmm. But we're well, not getting that. Longer, I, I would like more content in shorter dosage than longer content in, in, in um, you know, each individual episode longer, but a shorter run. Okay. Well, uh, well, I, I think both have their merits. So, well, that's good discussion there, but I, and it was a nice diversion, but I finally have to drag us into this movie, so. Aww. Yeah, I know, I know, I'll be honest, it was a slog to get through this. Um, the movie starts off finding out that the volcano, oh, by the way, if you're wondering, what about the other two Jurassic Park movies that were made. Lost World and the one after that. Oh, they don't exist anymore. Shut up. Except for that one island that was from the Lost World, but that doesn't matter. Shut up. Um, so, basically, the island the dinosaurs were on from Fallen Kingdom, the, I, the dinosaurs have overrun it, and the pterodactyls, even though they left, have apparently not gone around to Earth. I don't know. And a volcano's going off, and they're going to kill all the dinosaurs. And Jeff Goldblum makes his one appearance in the movie. Which I do have a question about that one. I will want to ask, but go on. Okay, and he's in Congress, because Congress is debating what to do about the dinosaurs. Which, I don't think they would, but even even so... Uh, That that is actually my question, but... Because it's also the islands off of Costa Rica, wasn't it? So it's exactly, not U.S. Yes. territory. So why Congress be dealing with that? But at the very least, at least the conclusion they reach is like, all right, well, at least it's it's feasible. Okay, if they were to discuss this, at least they reach the conclusion that they would have reached, and that is, well, they're a threat anyway, and it's not our problem. Let them die. For, for verisimilitude, Mitch McConnell could have came out and said, any bill to save the dinosaurs is dead on arrival. I will not let it go to a Senate for a vote. <laughs> well, that's fine. To, yeah, you could have done that if you wanted. But the point is, Jeff Goldblum convinces them that they shouldn't exist to begin with. So let them die. And honestly, that's what Congress would have done. Again, as Thomas pointed out correctly, Assuming they would have ever taken up the discussion to begin with, I I um, guess you could say that they were in charge of the quarantine because normally the U.S. Yeah. Navy might do that. But might yeah, that would be about the only reason. But anyway, so dinosaurs are going to die in the island, and uh, uh, what's her name, Claire or whatever. I'm just going to do what Mahler did and call her heels. She uh, used to be the CEO, and now she's running a 20-people organization to save the dinosaurs. You heard me. And uh, so... I, 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 I have reformed from exploiting the dinosaurs to saving them. Which, which fine, okay. I mean, I, I get that. But her and a computer dork that, I, I mean... I can't believe this guy can make it out his front door without panicking. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You you didn't see this whole bottle of Xanax he took after walking out the front door. I guess so. And then uh, a dino biologist, because she looks old enough to have gotten that job. Well. But anyway. This is maybe. A dino biologist. To me, this is maybe one of the most believable parts of the movie. You are the CEO Let's just say it's the CEO of a zoo for exotic animals. Yeah. And they all escape and eat a bunch of guests because you authorized the making of, um, I don't know, a liger, tiger, Scott grizzly, bear, giraffe. I wanna, Scott, put a pin in that. I want to have a discussion about that later. I okay. have something to yeah. say about that. What I'm saying is but, her resume was toxic for the rest of her life. You're not well, getting no, hired. I'm, you ran that crap show. That's worse than saying... Job experience, CEO Enron, Director of Accounting, Enron, Chairman of Ethics, Enron. Arthur Anderson. Right. 
I mean, yeah, no, I, I no, it's not the fact that she flipped like that is the problem. I'm talking about the biologist right now. Yeah, that's like, yeah, I'm sure she has tons of experience. Uh, anyway, so they get handpicked to go help get the dinosaurs off the island. Also, and, is it all the dinosaurs um, on the island? So how is she getting experience? But never mind. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But and then from John Hammond's former partner that we never heard of until now because it's convenient to the plot um oh and so the point is they have to have her come to the island so they could find the dinosaurs or the chip trackers because apparently she's the only human being on the earth that can access that not any of the other people or as Scott pointed out in the intro drones don't work either because they don't well, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm supposed to stop thinking here. Okay, so they drink some more paint in Yep. So then they go get Peter Quill, Star Lord, to come back because they need to find the Raptor Blue because the Raptor Blue is the fulcrum upon which the entire universe rests, and only Peter Quill knows how to talk to her. The end. Um. So they all head to the island, which on some rickety small plane, which again brings up a whole bunch of questions for me. Like, hey, uh, is this island under quarantine or not? Because apparently, yeah. whoever can just Guess not. go out there and fly out there with no problems. It's Guess clearly not. not. Obviously. So, except they built they, a big wall around it. They get there and. They're supposed to go out to the island to save the dinosaurs, and the biologist chick, who clearly has no experience whatsoever in doing anything, decides to go with the seasoned mercenaries because they don't know what's out there. She does, though, because she's a biologist she's, who's never seen a dinosaur. She's also a strong, independent woman. Duh. Oh, there, there it is. Whoops. Forgot that. De- I overlooked that detail. So anyway, they go out there, and sure enough, they find Blue. And and meanwhile, uh, you know, Captain Computer and uh, Heels are back at the main base, uh, accessing where the dinosaurs are. And whoa, lo and behold, the uh, mercenaries shoot. Or, no, Blue attacks someone. They shoot the guy being attacked. Shoots him with a shoots her with a trank which causes biologist lady to get mad and pull a gun on the mercenaries because this person who was attacked by a dinosaur wasn't allowed to defend themselves i guess and uh don't ask so, questions drink more no, varnish stop. yep more varnish so they decide okay well we won't kill you they they basically say we got you we could kill you and she says oh well Blue's dying because you filled her with too many tranks. She's bleeding to death. You need me to keep her alive. No, that guy actually shot her with a gun, dude. They were yeah. a bullet. No, there was no trank on that. Oh, with Blue, that's right. Blue landed so, on top it, of that guy. They tranked Blue, right, but when Blue landed on top blue, of him, yep, they shot him. That's yeah, right. no, the trank, the trank discussion was earlier when she grabbed him and yelled, yeah, yelled at the guy. Too many of these could kill a dinosaur. Yeah, so they tranked her and then they shot her and then she's like, "Oh, she's bleeding out. You're gonna need me to keep her alive." So they're like, "All right, fine." So they grab her and they leave Star Lord behind and the volcano goes off and Star Lord gets away and they all. Well, you also had the hamster drowning scene and lava and blah, 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 where he saves them by shooting the glass open and they get in a truck and drive on to the ship and barely make it. And fortunately, no one sees a truck driving across a dock and landing in a perfectly neat spot for them like a glove. So a real good Fast and Furious moment. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And then they uh, find out the biologist is... um, trying to keep blue alive but she needs a blood transfusion from a carnivore with exactly three fingers because that's how because that's how blood works yeah so they have to go into the t-rex cage and um get blood from it and they do hope he is the same type 
Yeah. Well, that doesn't matter. Oh, <laughs> that's your biggest concern? You didn't forget Species? The, you forgot the part where Heels was like, I can give the blood transfusion. I helped out at Red Cross one day. I hit uh-huh. I hit it out donuts. So so I need to excuse me while I hit myself in the head with a tack hammer 50 times to make sense of that because we, as we all know volunteers at blood drives are not the ones drawing the blood and how would you find a dinosaur's vein when you helped out a human blood drive you know I'm sorry I'm sorry I didn't hit myself in the head enough times well again we're, we're talking about blood transfusions between species and forget blood types so we're, yeah, well, we're well, already pushing the boundaries here so it's okay. That's why it's a carnivore with three fingers. Let's just remember, she's a paleo veterinarian. She's a dinosaur vet who's never seen a dinosaur. Yep. In that case, so, you know what? I'm a nuclear physicist. I've never worked at a nuclear reactor. I've not. I've only seen them from a distance, but I know how they work. I'm a nuclear tech. Exactly. Nuclear reactor and technician. I, technician. I'm a zombie expert. <laughs> so, um, I at this point the movie starts getting really weird because at then this goes point? down. Ha- I mean, but at least it, you can follow it up to this point. After that, it gets weird because basically you find out that then the secondary plot the comes man- down. Yeah, they go to the yeah they go to the mansion where John Hammond's former partners staying but he's an old man dying and the son is running the organization to save the dinosaurs but it turns out in a twist dun 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 he's trying to sell them on the black mar- the dinosaurs on the black market and there's didn't see that twist girl. coming from a mile away no and then there's a little girl there who turns out to be the clone of John Hammond partner's daughter because she died in a car crash and if you're asking yourself why is there a clone of her? Because they're making another movie, duh. Also because they just needed that. I don't know. The whole thing on that made because no sense. Stem? I I have a deep meaning that ties into that and I tie all that together with uh, the end of the movie that we'll get oh, okay. to at some point. Okay. You tell me when to go because- in it, but Okay, because, because life uh, finds a way or something. Because <laughs> cloning of the girl is what caused John Hammond to leave this guy when they were making the first dinosaurs, and then he tried to sell, tell his son, call the cops because the son, John Hammond's partner, found out about the black market. But then he kills his dad so he could go sell him off to Arnim Zola character. Oh yeah, that's a great one right there. Hey, call the cops on yourself. You're right. Oh yeah, I know, right? Oh, and, and huh? Arnim Zola, the Arnim Zola guy, the dinosaurs aren't here yet. They'll be here in 24 hours. Well, I'm just going to go tell my sellers not to come. If I were that guy, I would have been like, okay, bye-bye, I'll just call this buyers myself. I don't really need you. Why? You just made me realize why I don't need you. Wait, so you are 24 hours late on merchandise that no one else in the world has, and this guy's going to strong-arm you? Are you an idiot? <laughs> I would have just told the guy, okay, bye-bye. I'll sell them to someone else and keep 100% of the money. Thanks for walking out on our deal. Thanks a lot, stupid. I mean, that Thanks guy's the fence, though. That guy's Thanks. the fence, though. You can't just Thanks easily replace a fence. You can't, yeah, you, ca- sure you, can. you have to work with someone in this situation. But That's fine. Then you find another fence because you have merchandise that everybody wants and you're the only one who has it. So some other fence will take the job. Assuming so. he has the contacts. I'm sure he does. We're, we're assuming, so, assuming anyway, a lot. It, it, it's a bad, bad it's script. A stupid, yes. It's a poorly written scene. So anyway, um, then Star-Lord and Heels winds up getting put in, showing up at the house and getting put in jail. And they get out because they whistle at a dinosaur and he gets mad enough to break through the wall. I guess that dinosaur wasn't being auctioned off or something. Uh, and then you find out that they using the bone of the uh, Indominosaurus or whatever it was from 
the first movie. Indominus and, Rex. And Blue, because Blue is the fulcrum on which everything rests. Uh, they make the uh, in, uh, Inoraptor or Indoraptor. Indoraptor, which is the ultimate military weapon, provided you point a laser at something and push a button. And then it goes crazy. Yeah, we're going to talk about this military application thing again because clearly they really wanted to go in on this. Um, they thought they were smarter than everyone else and they just proved how dumb they were. Um, Hollywood so, not knowing about what something? What? Yeah. So the dinosaurs are getting auctioned off until stuff happens. You see, and this is, this is the last 20 minutes where I'll be honest, sickies, I started phasing out. I had to read a synopsis because I just couldn't bring myself to care anymore. <laughs> because um, at this point, I just know that Peter Quill in the clone and heels are on top of the roof with a super raptor and blue. And blue saves peter quill by jumping through a roof and impaling it on a triceratops skull and then all these other dinosaurs are locked inside a room with chemical poison going off and seeping through and ready to kill them but clone girl lets them out because they're clones just like her and don't forget heels also shoots a gun on the roof oh yeah that's right it looks like she's gonna shoot star lord but she doesn't and um, ah yes, because we have that whole subplot of them no longer being together, together and not, not hating each together, other, but hating each other. Getting together, yeah. not getting together. So, and then something happens at the end. <laughs> well, they, all the dinosaurs are released. You get oh yeah, dinosaurs get and, out. I, yeah. Isn't Goldblum at the end saying that did something something? The it, yeah, but whatever. They're now out in the wild, all over the place. So, for the trivia, the first one is that Colin Trevorrow wrote this script. And there are people out there saying, Colin Trevorrow wrote the first script. It is true that he wrote the first script of Episode Nine, And then allegedly it was better. I'm convinced this is a lot. I don't care what this guy... If Colin Trevorrow wrote this and the next movie and some of the other movies I've seen in his, synop- in his film filmography no he's a bad writer there's no way getting around it this isn't like what's his name who wrote 2012 and uh what was the other movie we wrote a day after tomorrow which i absolutely hated and said he would never be good and then i found out he did midway and thought well eating my own words right now because nope midway was awesome nope colin trevorrow has not done this but anyway so uh this movie the fun facts Five animatronic dinosaurs were used in this as opposed to one in Jurassic World. Okay. Uh, Jeff Goldblum was essentially uh, script was typecast to be himself. You know, he said people write Jeff Goldblum-y parts and they want me to do them, and that's fine. I think I can, I can even do a better version of it. So no, this little Jeff Goldblum row that I'm hoeing is still adventurous. Um, okay. It's the same. It's the same T Rex that they use since part one because apparently that's T Rex, the only one. And when T Rex breaks into the lion enclosure, the sound of the fence snapping is the same as the one she broke out of in Jurassic Park, the first movie. So at this point, we could do rips and clips, rips and picks, and we will. But Scott, I want to get into the part you mentioned about the C- reform CEO. Because I thought about something. So you're right about you were right, Scott, about her resume being pretty much dead and all that. That you were spot on about, right? I would say so. But yeah, it's dead an arrival about part, anywhere. Yeah, especially after the you know the payouts from the company and everything else. Yeah. Which I think the company got off pretty light from that opening, how much they spent, so. Sure. So, there's a scene where bad guy John Hammond, clone's son, who cares what his name was, who gets eaten at the end because he just didn't leave. Um, 
He explains that I'm the same as you because I'm using these dinosaurs for a profit. No, you're not the same as her. A, she was running a theme park, which was legal, okay? She was containing these dinosaurs. B, she, when she learned that one person died because of these dinosaurs, she pulled the plug. She decided it's not worth it anymore. And C, she's been making up for it ever since. You, sir, are creating dinosaurs for the black market illegally. You are selling them to criminals and tyrants for the purpose of weaponization. You are not the same. Okay? You are not the same. This is like... Um, this is like if I went and... I don't know. I'm, boy, I can't think of a good example here, but... Um, Let's say I made a uh, pizza game place, you know, like a Chuck E. Cheese type place for the purpose of drug transactions. I'm not allowed to say that Chuck E. Cheese and I are the same just because a drug deal happened to go down at Chuck E. Cheese to which they were not privy to. I think what the movie They're is trying to same. say would work better if we were talking about the 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 Sattler family and Purdue Pharma that basically legally pushed opioids and caused the opioid epidemic in America and and someone saying you're no better than El Chapo because in the end maybe they aren't but um it doesn't work so much here uh yes to an extent there's a similar vein because uh Claire did profit massively off dinosaurs sure. did authorize sure. the creation of the Indominus Rex and sure. Owen Owen was teaching them to follow commands and should have been able to pretty much figure out what was going on because the Farva like dude was pretty much saying this is the next evolution they become trained killers for the military and he didn't but the fact of the matter is that Owen's intentions were never to create a military killing machine he no. may have inadvertently what it makes them both is Tools. Massive tools. This guy, uh, Zephram Cochran's son, uh, the actor who plays his dad plays Zephram Cochran. Um, oh, okay. okay. In First Contact. Um, All right. But, that's I think right. he does that's at least. Right. Yeah. Star that's right. Yep. Star Trek connection. That's yep. true. This guy, knowingly, is not creating the dinosaurs for entertainment. He's not... Um, trying to explore animal behavior, even if it's or not research. a yeah. There's no there's no even lip service to research or theory or advancement. What's going on here is is it's not a scientific pursuit. It's a money grab. It's an absolute money grab. And, and he knows what he's doing, and he's doing what everybody does. We never look in the mirror and see ourselves as the villain. No one does that. No one is actually Skeletor and revels in being the villain. We see ourselves as the hero, and we play the game of justifying our actions. So what he's trying to do there is say, I'm not really a bad guy. And he needs to believe that himself. I guess so, because it's not... You're not comparing like with like. You know, I think... But here's the thing. Everything you just said, Scott, is more intelligent than what Colin Trevorrow was going for. Because the writing is that clumsy. Um... The other point I want to make before we go into rips and clips is the fact that they doubled down on this military use thing. They point out, well, the armies have used horses and elephants, and in Stalingrad they used plague rats. Okay. All right. You want to keep doing this. Okay. We can do this. We can meet, we can meet this out. So horses and elephants. I would like you to point out the modern military that still uses them. I'll wait. Which elephants or horses? Both. Um, for for combat purposes, which uh, modern oh, see, equipped militaries use elephants and horses? Uh, Paul, probably. Okay, fine. You found Nepal. You found one. The point is, 
I'm, um, I'm just saying that there they, well, there uh, are something that at least horses are still used somewhat for transport and movement just like camels and, are yeah and that's fine but those are much more domesticated first of all those are much more domesticated but two again you know why modern militaries don't use those animals because we have things called trucks and planes and cars and your mechanized division works better in a tank than on a horse these days. Yes. Yeah. Your mobile division. I'm sorry. So um, you're much better off there. So there's that. And as for your plague rat thing, okay, yes, but plague rats aren't exactly comparable to an, a dinosaur now, are they? Plus, the goal was just drop rat in German camp and walk away. Let them do their thing. You see, though, this is where I this think is it's it. awesome. Um, the 101st Airborne T-Rex Division, they're shooting out of a B-52 it, bomber see, behind the enemy where, lines. And this is where Scott has decided to bash himself in the head with crayons and drink varnish because it's the only way he can like this. What? The first Scott Airborne Velopteraptor Division landing normal, behind enemy Scott, lines and causing chaos. For one, Scott just it's said normal, that they were dropping Scott, paratroopers from B-51s. So he's already there you go. bombers dropping things instead of cargo aircraft. But again, <laughs> but you know, but so it goes back to the point. I'm of, just imagining a no. T-Rex in a parachute with its tiny <laughs> arms trying to pull the ring. Uh oh, smack! Apparently, they, and the only reason that the dinosaurs are better than bullets in this movie is because a the plot says so main reason but b the people with the guns aren't using them they're waiting until they're hit by the dinosaur before they pull the trigger well um, also some some of the, the dinosaurs is, have plot armor where their skin is going to oh, able to shoot bullets off while oh, others don't oh yeah the super raptor you can shoot it and nothing happens yes so I mean, but the reality is, dinosaurs would be a garbage weapon because we have. Oh no! There's dinosaurs coming. What do we do? Uh, ordnance. Land, running over with my tank. There's pterodactyls. There's pterodactyls coming. How? How will they? They'll be able to get through any enemy's air defenses. They will. How? I'm pretty sure that's going to show up pretty big radar screen, but yeah. We'll take them out before they've even gotten near us. I mean, what? It's it's a havoc weapon because you cannot release any of these. The vision, at least in this film, they try to solve that problem. The soldier will run in with his velociraptor, kind of like the police with his canine dog. And wherever he points the laser and hits the sound, the raptor will charge ahead. And, I mean, the raptors are going to die, but in the meantime... There's the any enemy formations are not going to be able to hold up because there's a raptor running around in the middle of them until right, they kill they the raptor. The, but which you're right, they're just going to stand there with their thumbs up their butt and get eaten until well, half of them are dead, and then they'll. Well, no, no, no. The theory is it, the it, moment it, of chaos yes. will give you an advantage it, as an advancing troop. It'll break the formation, but we don't fight in formations anymore. Well, not just that. Dogs have a use. Okay, dogs on the battlefield have a use, and we've used them for well. Pretty much since man has had organized warfare, we've used dogs. But dogs, for one, are much smaller, domesticated, are easier to train. Easier to train, cheaper. Cheaper. Trained. And again, smaller. Loyal. Loyal. If I have a dinosaur, that thing is massive and it's going to be a logistics nightmare. I'm mm -hmm. not trying. How much is that thing going to eat in just food every day? My dog, I yeah. can bring a bunch pallets full of dog food that really doesn't go bad anytime quick and I can feed that to it for the entire deployment I have to get fresh meat flown in every day for this thing that's again massive yeah that works out that's a great logistics use how about this one what we're seeing with the war in Ukraine is that the key to modern warfare is the ability to pick up your headquarters and move it immediately you can't stay put Everything is a sensor. Um, it is about mobility. Constantly shifting your headquarters. You're not constantly shifting the Raptor pens quickly and efficiently. No. It's going to show up on radar. It's going to show up on sensors. 
it's going to be caught by someone with a cell phone and they're going to drop what literally is going on in ukraine right now is civilians are dropping pins on an app where they see russian activity and the army can go strike it yeah someone's going to see a raptor holding pin you're not getting that thing out of there before it can be attacked well, by long-range artillery. It's worse than that, because then you would send a drone up, and you wouldn't hit the pin, pin like the raptors in the pin. You would hit the pin door, letting all the raptors free. Which, again, yeah, you I mean, have a ticking with dogs. They don't attack unless their master tells them to. They're going to stay relatively docile otherwise. So unless they feel threatened or that they see that their, you know, family is threatened, they don't do anything. But raptors, you're talking about a wild animal which you have no control unless you point a laser and sound. It's going to attack the entire army. I am going to be contrarian here to be contrarian. You have to go with the plot device that says that Owen Grady has proved that you can train a raptor as effectively as you can train a dog. And that they but will behave be as contr- blue does. I'm going to be contrary to the contrary and the contrary here and say blue is an exceptional dinosaur. Remember the fulcrum upon which all things rest. So blue is too exceptional well, for that. I got a better one. Yes. Because remember in the training montages, all the other dinosaurs weren't, all the other raptors weren't being helpful. Only blue responded to the training. Also, I, I can beat that. Here, listen to what I can do. I can beat both of you here. Remember. The problem being that these dinosaurs have now been proven and seen to adapt. Not just like, oh, they're adapting. No, 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 no. Evolving at super rates and changing their genetic makeup on the fly. So, yes, you might have them working for now, but what's making them so they don't genetically change so that that sound no longer works on them? You're really not going to like the next movie. Um, <laughs> I've started watching I, the next movie. I'm going to say... Yeah. Here we I'm, go, Scott, defend. Nope. I'm going to say that there's a reason why they came back to the military application of these dinosaurs. Because they have to double down on everybody telling them they're stupid? No. It's the same reason that this is a repetitive movie of The Lost World. It's the same reason that Jurassic World was repetitive of Jurassic Park, just on a grander scale. And it's although, the same. although Lost World was a novel. Yes, it was. But where I was going with this is there's only so many stories you can tell about re- re-brought-to-life cloned dinosaurs in an amusement park. You can't tell the story where it just works. That's not an option. You can't tell the story where you advance the pure scientific research for the betterment of mankind. Because no one's going to watch that movie because it sucks. So you can tell a couple stories. In a park, best of intentions, dinosaurs get out, cause havoc, people die, people escape. Owner of park realizes that this was a bad idea and they promise to be more responsible in the future. That's one. The other story is owner of park realizes that they've got to do the right thing and get the dinosaurs to a sanctuary island until you find out that the trip to the sanctuary island is just a bs plot to make more money and to exploit the science for greedy capitalist gains or to support a military industrial complex and that's where you get with uh this this movie um there's only so many stories you can tell about dinosaurs brought back from extinction that work otherwise you get a National Geographic documentary about about life in the Serengeti. Or you do the cartoon Dino Riders where they came up with an explanation why that happened. It's Kitty, of course, but people stuck in the past who were able to use brain box controls like neural controls or psychic necklace thingies to communicate with the dinosaurs. Yes, yeah, it's Kitty, but, but it's Kitty. But honestly, it makes more sense than this movie. But every Jurassic World movie has made a billion dollars. I've never heard of Dino Riders. So it doesn't mean it made money when you factor in the cost of everything and marketing. These movies they made, made money. money. They oh, made they a made lot of money, money, but did they make as much? And was it was it a billion? The last movie oh, made over right. a billion, um, for sure. 
Yeah, who cares? That's nothing. Anymore. These movies were massive successes financially. These movies are th- these. I financially, uh, regardless, we think we think they were success, but were they a massive? I don't. Did know. they make money? Billions yes. Are, that's is, all they care about. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. Well, the bottom line is where I was going it with it. Go rage is it did go on you could rest. tell a whole bunch of stories. You, you could potentially tell any story you want to about dinosaurs brought back from extinction. But the type of story that makes money and makes a billion dollars in box office revenue is pretty much limited to the two that I laid out. All it's right. kind of like well, Transformers. There's only so many ways that you can tell a Transformers story. They fight well, each other. Scott. The good Transformers fight the bad Transformers. Or they fight aliens. Well, Scott, I guess I have to remove my criticism now because you came up with a good financial reason. Oh, it's a valid criticism. It sucks as a plot device, but there's only so many stories they can tell, so they had to work. It, it's okay. valid. It's it's a valid criticism that it 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 probably goes to tell you why Fallen Kingdom shouldn't have been made. Neither should a Lost World, Dominion. I'm having you watch it. I'm gonna guess it never should have been made. Sometimes you just got one good, believable story to tell. And that's crazy scientist motivated to do something good and bring wonder to humanity brings the dinosaurs back from extinction because, wow, look at the joy this brings people and children. And we get to bring these long, extinct, beautiful creatures back to life, study them, advance the, the whole sum of human knowledge and maybe understand something um, important in all of this while doing something great and providing safe entertainment. Realizes it's a disastrous, terrible idea that we shouldn't do it, that we shouldn't play God. By the end of the story, comes to understand this and learn the lesson and shut the park down. Any story you tell after that is going to suck. Yep. And that's why originally I didn't watch this. So, again, before we get to rips and picks, um, Scott, you had a, a deep meaning that I knew there would be a deep meaning. Uh, and I had a feeling it would be about Clone Girl. So, go at it. Okay, so I think this comes down to, and the story has a motif of when people care. Uh, Owen Grady is not going to get those dinosaurs off the island because he does not care until he's told that Blue is still alive. And it is the bond that he has with Blue. Blue's alive, he raised Blue. He's going to go save Blue. He also knows that Claire is going, so he needs to make sure she gets off that island because he does still love her. That's it. Owen doesn't care about any of those other dinosaurs. Does not. He may say he does, but he wasn't going there to save them. Clone Girl didn't care so much about the survival of those dinosaurs. She did say, you can't do this, you can't let them do it. They're taking the dinosaurs somewhere else. But in the end, she hits the button to release them. Because, and this is the dichotomy, again you come back and you see Claire says, we can't let them die. We can't let them die. But then she realizes that by letting them live, she's going to let human beings die. Because that's going to happen. The first time a pterodactyl or a raptor or a tyrannosaurus eats a human being, that human life is on her. And she chooses the value of the life that she identifies with over the life of the dinosaur. She's certain they're sentient. That's been her argument. She's certain they deserve to live. But it comes down to an us or them life and at that point she doesn't value the dinosaur as much. Maisie hits the button because they're alive like me. They're only alive because someone grew it in a lab. She's only alive because someone grew her in a lab. And she identifies more with the dinosaurs. And in that moment, she's telling you, the closest living relative I have on this planet are these cloned dinosaurs. These e- these unnatural things that should not be here because someone played God. And yeah, they're going to go eat humans. But I identify with them, and they deserve to live. And on some regard, this probably sounds like a cynical, deep meaning. Like they all are. And it's a cynical statement. But I'm not sure that anyone's wrong in anything that they did here in that action. We all like to believe 
that we would choose the good because we know what the good is and because it's the right thing to do and that we wouldn't value you know we all want to believe in that old thought experiment that you know there's a train headed towards a wreck and if you throw the track the 500 people on that train will live and you throw the switch most of us then don't throw the switch when the person on the other train is our own mother because we can't save 500 lives uh, knowingly you know sending the train into our own relative we want to believe all of us would want to believe in that moment we would save the 500 lives and we would do what's right but the fact of the matter is time and again humanity shows over and over again that we're not that enlightened and I do think sometimes these deep meanings you know maybe I'm just pulling them out of my butt and I don't really believe them but I do believe in some case this movie was trying to show you that we're not at our best unless we're personally vested and that most of our ethical principles will go away if there isn't something or someone that we truly care about that forces us to make that sacrifice to do the good thing. Scott? I'm going to say good deep meaning, but I think you're giving Hollywood writers too much credit. Absolutely. Plus, I'll disagree on the basis of, oh, she let out a bunch of apex predators. What could go wrong? I I, I do see where he's coming from, though. He d- feels that that she considers them family and she would do what you know protects what she believes is family I guess she's found out she's an unnatural creature that has no earthly reason or right to be here the only other thing in the planet that she can identify with as her own are those dinosaurs yeah yeah I guess it's pretty lame but I guess not quite human well, I've seen the next movie, and she's kind of annoying there, too. Um, no no spoilers. Well, I think... Yeah. Well, no, but we don't have next, much time for next, rips and picks, either. Next, <laughs> no, well, I think we did a lot of ripping anyway. Is there any... Let's, so let's just say picks. Any picks other than the dinosaurs looked cool? I have one. All right. I thought it was a very powerful, good artistic moment and some great cinematography when Claire Owen um, Paleovet and Franklin are sailing away and the last thing they see is the island fully going up in smoke and the Apatosaurus standing up for one last moment this great powerful indestructible being reaching for one more moment of life as the forces of nature overtake it um, and I think in in that mind you can in that it's kind of a very good artistic portrayal of maybe what it was like on that day when the meteor hit 65 million years ago even though they all didn't die that day some of them went down that way and I think it's a way to visualize potentially I think it gives you a window into, into an event that you know we've been able to portray something that we all pretty much know happened or have been taught has happened and, and it's more powerful when you see it I thought it was a powerful scene. Okay. Thomas, any picks? Uh, not really. I have one more yeah. rip I didn't get to. Oh, okay. oh I do go have ahead. one more rip if you don't touch on it, but go ahead first. Yeah. How yeah, in Scott. God's name does Owen Grady come to after the tranquilizer before Blue? That thing should have killed him. If it's got enough in it to take down Blue, he's not coming to. Oh, and how did how did Owen Grady manage to take out five security guards who were still fighting Trim? Yeah. After all he's been doing is building a yeah. cabin. Yeah, and, and the fact of the matter is, you know, the dog whisperer is really good at communicating with dogs. That doesn't mean he's going to go fight off some paramilitary mercenaries. Oh, but he was in the Navy at one point years ago. Ooh, unless he was a Navy SEAL, which... Mm, I don't think they said that. I think they yeah. just said Navy. Well, I, again, so I'm just saying we're Navy... Just, we're just going to say Navy, Navy SEAL? Lieutenant. Oh, maybe. You know, I could... But they never say SEAL. They never yeah, say SEAL. Just, they just say Navy. Just Navy? Man. Nope. They just say Navy, so let's say Navy Lieutenant and give them that much credit. But then, nope. here's my big rip. 
And this is for a lot of films. And this happens many times. In this case, it wasn't an apple. So many times it happens to be, we must have the bad guy eat an apple to show that he's the bad guy. In this case, the bad guy needs to rip teeth out of dinosaurs. Oh, yeah, that guy. And that's how the... That's how Super Raptor gets Ah, up. yes, this is, shows how bad of a he is. Because he's dumb yeah. enough to do it. Not just that, but you need souvenirs now? Also? Uh, you know, that's, I think, like, kind of the only one that's dumb but not too dumb for me. Because it's like, would someone be dumb enough to do that? Yes, that but you would, you would not yes. hire that guy. You, if you're hiring a mercenary group to do this, there's many, trust me, many out there. And if you're offering enough money, and the, there's plenty of shady mercenary groups out there that would take this money without a question and sure. act professionally. You would hire one of the professional ones who wouldn't have their leader ripping teeth out and damaging the property to get his souvenirs. Yeah. There's dinosaur bones all over the island. Yes, Take you those. can get tons of souvenirs that way. You're damaging property. What the hell? You're damaging damaging the goods that we're trying to make millions right. off of. So yep. it's just a scene though, and his whole actions with that just to show he's a bad guy and for to get him his comeuppance and for the audience to cheer when he gets his comeuppance. Just have him yeah. twirl his mustache. Yeah. Uh, right. I'm just surprised he wasn't eating an apple as he did it. That's all. <laughs> we ready to rank this thing? Yeah, definitely. How many Indomitaraptor... What was it called? Indomitaraptor? Indoraptor. I'll start Indo- because I think my computer's about to die. So I'll start okay. and give my ranking, and then I'm going to save this so that I don't lose this whole recording. Um, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. It's pretty much the same movie I watched last week. It's entertaining. It's fun. Um, I laughed at the jokes. I laughed at the silliness. Um, I know what I'm getting here. And again, this movie doesn't really pretend to be more than it is. So I I thought it was an enjoyable two hours of entertainment. Not as good as the last movie, but still, I was entertained. And and I can set aside enough of this idiocy because I'm not coming to Jurassic Park for deep thoughts or deep meaning uh, not to this franchise to say at the end of it uh, did I enjoy it yes seven okay uh, I'll go I'll go next okay Thomas I remember last week I gave uh, a five this mm-hmm. pl- one is not as good as that one um, and, and yes I'm not just like with Fast and the Furious I know what I'm coming into I know I'm not expecting you know physics to be accurate, or I'm not expecting highfalutin, you know, complicated ideas. But I'm expecting a little more entertainment than what I got. Personally, I was annoyed. I was entertained. Um, I didn't Mm -hmm. enjoy a lot of it. A lot of it was just me either rolling my eyes, just asking why, or checking the clock to see how much time was left. And because of that I mean again there were kind of some things like ooh that looks cool or eh kind of interesting points there were scenes you know ooh that looks cool but they were brief I have to give it a 3 it's like meh it's not as bad as some of the stuff we've seen I'm not going to go back and watch it again probably ever but I'm not it's not the thing that we shall not name type of level well yeah definitely not I'm giving this a 2 this was a complete slog to get through Um, I wasn't interested in it when it was came out so um, I just knew we would have to cover this. So, two, the issues, the fact that I was just dying for this to end, two. 
Um, but I can tell you what's not a two to get through. The newest episodes of Zodiac Task Force, which just dropped today at date of this recording. The latest episode, Under the Yoke, Part 2, written by Stop, d- stop dating which us from telling them exactly when these episodes get recorded. Well, yeah. But, but also, last week was a lost transmission from ZTF, one of the shorts, called We Are Heroes, written by Ruck, and it's amazing. So you got double the ZTF this week. You could check those out on Spotify or whatever podcatcher you like. You can also look forward to new Casatorium episodes coming out. But if you can't wait and want to get some small shorts, speaking of shorts we were talking about earlier, of cases, head over to YouTube Shorts or TikTok for Ruck's Brief Case, which are some old Casatorium cases. It's a case words. of cases of cases. But uh, it's a cases of a cases. I heard, cases. Did, do Where you like cases? I heard you like cases. I have cases on your cases. As long as they're briefcases of cases. So you could check it out there. You could also check this out at this uh, podcast and others on YouTube and other cool things on Raving Lunatic Media. And also coming this fall will be The Janitor, which is shaping up to be such a cool sounding show i can't wait till you sickies get a chance to hear it so that's what you could do that also if you've got anything you'd like to add you could do so at www jurassic world fallen kingdom suck.com and discord www.biglizardp Nah, no. <laughs> no. Um, what's left for them to do? Stay sick, sickies. If Sci-Fi Melody ever has to clap in unison to save the world, we're all fucking dead. <laughs> Put your head between your legs and kiss your ass goodbye. Cause Bohika, bend over, here it comes again. <laughs> Raving lunatic. <laughs>